This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events, big and small, famed and forgotten, from... Hey, everybody. We're doing it again. Welcome to the show. Oh, my God, here we are. It Happened One Year, 1984. We're still doing it. It seems like we haven't done the show in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's a couple weeks, at least. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a while. I think we were gone for a while, and then we had people visiting, and we had yeah. a various. But bunch we did of the show since we went on vacation. I think so, but I think we've done like one. Yeah. So I think we're uh, everything's now getting a little more to time, where like there's episodes that are coming out that we recorded <laughs> in July. Yeah. And now we're finally like here we are in yeah. you know real time almost. We did two semi-political episodes that came out pretty close to each other, yeah. and uh, I thought they were one episode. <laughs> Yeah. So when the, I started listening to the second one, I was like, oh, right. It's yeah. two different episodes. That's right. I guess we recorded those. And so those yeah. were like, you know, that's why we still have episodes pushed from before. Like we've recorded, that still won't have been out by this point. We have a Madonna <laughs> episode that still oh, hasn't come right. out. And I, I'm pretty sure that will be after this episode. Yeah. Because so, again, we're trying to cram in things in our new timely way. <laughs> it happened this year. <laughs> it happened right now. It happened right now. So this one, I'm, I'm just going to tell everybody, Sarah doesn't really want to do today's episode. <laughs> Um, and, the, uh, and I think it's probably for two reasons. One, we're again going to piggyback onto current episodes, uh, current events yeah. that aren't, uh, pol- politics. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, no, I think the, yes, Andy Kaufman. I don't yeah. know a ton about Andy Kaufman and I don't think I really particularly enjoy Andy Kaufman, but I'm, you know, it's a yeah. big event. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. It's the, I'm not sure how this fits the tone of our show. It's a little <laughs> sad. It's yeah. sad. I sad. It is more sad. I think... When we've done, you know, obituary type episodes in the past, yeah. the show is so far in the past, you know, 94, 67, mm-hmm. that, you know, I've had time to grip, come to grips with it. You right. know what I mean? Like, sure, you know, we were all sad when Telly Savalas died, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I think we're probably okay now. So uh, I guess we should just explain this to start because yeah. otherwise it's going to seem weird. So we're recording this uh, on, I guess we should just, it's October 29th. It is. And so... The reason we are doing this episode, as opposed to what we were planning on doing today, yeah. is uh, last night we found out that Matthew Perry died. Ugh. And it was a real gut punch type moment. And so I pivoted, like, well, how can we talk about that? And so, uh, the, not a, a complete neat one-to-one type comparison, yeah. but similar at least, is Andy yeah. Kaufman. Uh, Andy Kaufman was a lot younger. Right. But, you know, I still think that he was pretty famous yeah. when he died. And Matthew Perry, even though he doesn't have a ton of great credits post Friends. He still was actively working. Oh, yeah. And Friends has become so much more popular yeah. in the last couple of years, I would think, that I think there is something to that. So yeah. that's that's why, essentially, we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I, don't, I can't think of a comparison to Friends where most of those people, even the ones that had big careers after Friends, are so famous for that one show because that show was 
so big. Like, it was big in its day. It remains big. Like, it's just such, you know, it's big on streaming. Everyone started watching it again during the pandemic. And we watch it all the time. All the time. Like, I think that's the thing that made it so, you know, when someone who was in something that you liked or used to watch or whatever, a show from the 90s dies, you're like, oh, yeah. Because I think uh, in a Farrah Fawcett, Michael Jackson kind of situation, uh, Bull Shannon, the guy, uh, Richard Richard Mall died. died. Yeah, two days ago. Two days ago. And so you're like, oh, yeah, I love Night Court. That's great. You know, but we still watch Friends literally four nights a week, five nights a week, just because it's on at the right time. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like a show of that level of popularity. Mm Because I was kind of thinking about this too. Like, what is even comparable to it in our lifetimes? Like, you know, what would that be? And you're talking like Cheers, Seinfeld, Frasier. And the the common theme is almost all of those people are still alive. Yeah. Like, yeah, Night Court, a lot of people are dead, but Night yeah. Court wasn't no. as popular as these shows. These are the top shows on these yeah. networks. On these, on this, they're all, I think, NBC shows, <laughs> yeah. but that was the thing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, I think, what was so surprising about it. Yeah. We'll come back to Magic. Yes, Fair. okay. So, so what I then wanted to pivot into was, you know, how can we get into this? And I was thinking Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, and it's coincidentally, I just finished watching all of Taxi, yeah. like, a week or two ago, and I'd never, I'd, I'd seen episodes of Taxi, but I'd never watched all of it. Yeah. And so my limited amount of Andy Kaufman was really the movie, the Jim Carrey movie. Yep. And Saturday Night Live, because he popped up in the early years doing weird guest things. Yeah. But that's kind of his whole thing. And then he died so young, or did he? That's the whole <laughs> Andy Kaufman thing. Um, but you don't have any real Andy Kaufman no, stuff, right? No. I mean, look. I never watched Taxi. I was even too young for Taxi and reruns. Hmm. Um, and I was a big Tony Danza fan because I was a big Who's the Boss fan. Yeah, but... as we'll get into later this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it we'll... started in 1984. We'll talk about it. Um, but like, I would just get mad when there were Danza references in the press and they were about Taxi because right. I was like, that's not what I'm interested in, <laughs> right? So I kind of had animosity toward Taxi. Sure. And so and like I I. I think I'm a person who enjoys comedy or who enjoys comedians. Yeah. But this, like, Andy Kaufman, like, surreal thing, like, I don't, uh, it's not really my vibe. Yeah. I like things, you know, I like things to be straightforward. Yeah. I want a movie to tell me what's happening. I want a comedian to tell jokes. Like, that's what I want. Sure. I mean, that's just who I am. Yeah. And I was reading about uh, Andy Kaufman preparing for this episode, and he actually, like, his point of view was, I am not a comedian. Yeah. I don't tell jokes. I will entertain you. And I don't find that entertaining. <laughs> Although, I think yeah. some of his bits were pretty funny. Yeah, like, yeah. but this idea that, like, I'm here to do something different I don't know. I don't get that. I don't know who's a good comparison to Andy Kaufman kind of ever. Like, he's such a distinct type of comedian. I've got it. I did have one person in mind. I don't know if it's the person you're going to say. Gallagher. (laughs) Gallagher. Okay. Gallagher did tell jokes. His jokes are horrible. (laughs) But no. I mean, Gallagher. I was thinking Tom Green. Because Tom Green (laughs) is funny, but not funny, like, telling jokes funny. Yeah, and he just says dumb just stuff. Just does weird things yeah, yeah. and like and it's funny but it's got to be you've got to really appreciate that kind of yeah. humor. And like I'm sure there's other comedians you could point to yeah. that aren't straightforward we're going to tell jokes yeah. type comedians, but Andy Kaufman considering he's mostly known as an actor. Yeah. It is odd that like he has this big comedy following inside of yeah. that. Because you usually wouldn't have something like and, that. And if you read about what he wanted to do, like he didn't want to be on a sitcom. No, like no. his his um agent or whatever convinced him to do it and they basically just bought the characters that he had created because yeah. vodka was foreign man foreign or whatever man, yeah. and then i guess he got to like i i didn't you i shouldn't tell the story because i have never watched all of taxi i slept through all of taxi um <coughs> but i think he like the whole point was like latka had 
multiple personality disorders so yeah. that Andy Kaufman could do other stuff, which is kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah. great, get him to do new and interesting things. But, like, he was not, like, that was acting, like, that was not what he was there to do. He just wanted to do weird stuff, which brings me back to my argument. He's just like Gallagher. It's just Gallagher it's had like fewer, Gallagher. fewer options. Come on, it was Gallagher. Just... <laughs> oh, my God, the greatest thing. Yeah. Um... No, he just, like, Gallagher just tended to do one th- weird thing, yeah. and Andy Kaufman did more weird things. Yeah. But, like, the wrestling, that's just smashing a watermelon, right? It's kind of weird, yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, is that for the longest time, and, I mean, even now, like, having watched Taxi, and, like, you can appreciate Latka, but Latka is such a 70s-style character. Yeah. Like, he's not a modern sitcom character, yeah. especially with, as far as Taxi goes... In season two, Jim Ignatowski shows up and steals the whole show yeah. for the rest of the run. So that even though Latka's the original breakout character, Christopher Lloyd's Jim is so much better yeah. and so much funnier that it does, like, rob the show. Yeah. And then Latka's in the show less and less as the show right, goes on. Right, right. I do like... I think they elevate Latka by bringing C- Carol Kane, yeah. right? Carol yeah. Kane in Simka. to, yeah. like, be a counter... Not counter, but, like... You know, partner to him or whatever. Right. I think that's kind of yeah. You know, it helps him be less weird, and I think makes him more makes them both more funny, right? right? In some way. Yeah, I don't think he. I mean, he obviously didn't want to do Taxi to begin with, but I think he also, as the show's going along, didn't want to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, Latka is a pretty like one note character, and so that's why they give him all of the multiple personality stretch, which is like a season or two where he's playing Vic Ferrari and all these random other characters. But yeah, once Simka's on the show. Carol Kane is so good as Simka that it does kind of, yeah. you know, give him more character. At least. Yeah. Like, he can have little arcs instead of him just coming up and saying a funny line. Yeah. But... I, I don't know exactly what the motivation for this was, but I do like the idea that they wanted Kaufman to play Latka, which was essentially his four-man character, and Tony Clifton. Right. But that Tony Clifton, like, threw a temper tantrum on his first day and, set and, and got, like, fired. Yeah, yeah. And he got, like, he got him fired, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I think, and that's what I mean, is that I think that there are people who really think Andy Kaufman's a genius. Yeah. And I've never been really that camp. Like, I think he's funny. Yeah. But I don't find the kind, the other stuff he did as being that amazing. Yeah. Right? But the Tony Clifton character is yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the fact that they managed to do this in, like, such a clever way with yeah. him and Bob Zamuda both playing him at times. Yeah. So that Andy could just show up and, and everybody's like, I thought that was, you know. Yeah. That's so, it's pretty clever. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and that's really the best part of the Man on the Moon movie, too, is is seeing how any of that worked. Because it does yeah. seem like that was a really elaborate thing to have him have this other alter ego character, which could then be another person and it would still work, sort of. But but no, like the wrestling stuff. I think the wrestling stuff's kind of funny, but it seems more like he was just him having fun. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't. There's no genius part of that. Like no. I, I don't get that. As like this was such an amazing yeah. thing. Even where they have the blurred line between what's real and not. Yeah. With that and with his like in re- like his real life feud with Jerry Lawler and like <laughs> where in reality Lawler's just in on it. Like it's you know yeah. it's just wrestling and I don't really get how that was that great. Yeah. But I did think Andy Kaufman's original Saturday Night Live stuff was really funny. And that was kind of all I had to go on for a long stretch of my life because that was really all I had seen. I didn't see a ton of Taxi when I was a kid. Yeah. But, you know, he did the Mighty Mouse thing on, on Saturday Night Live in an early, early yeah. episode. So, like, that was something I always remembered from my very formative years watching Nick at Night <laughs> when they'd have the half-hour Saturday Night Live and the half-hour SCTV. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem like even his foreign man thing where he would, like, do the impressions and then, and then move into an Elvis impersonation that was actually really right. good. Like, that bit that sketch or whatever that he did with foreign man seems 
of course, in a shorter period of time, but like more compact, tighter, like just better than even though that was essentially what Latka was supposed to be and right. where they got the idea for the character from. Like that yeah. bit is pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His I think stand stand up act was kind of built on that when he did the foreign man bit. Yeah, and and that does seem interest. It's funny. Yeah, but it's kind of one off funny, like because it's not really something that I think you could sustain and do a lot. You know, but like his like having like Latka do impressions and it's just Latka was kind of funny. Yeah. But how long? How you know? What kind of a, a right. longevity do you have with that? Right. So the fact that that ends up on Taxi is actually you know it's good for his career, but it's also pretty good for that character. Yeah. Not to go too far down this road, but yeah, Taxi is a very old fashioned style sitcom yeah. that I don't think totally works anymore. As great as Jim is. Yeah. And you know, Latka's funny. Danny DeVito's incredible. Like, yeah, he's Louis great. On that great. Show. But all the other characters just kind of are there, and yeah. it feels like two different shows that fit together. Where some of these characters are later style sitcom yeah. characters, yeah. and some of them are just traditional, like Danza and uh, yeah. Mary Lou Henner and and uh, Bobby Wheeler, uh, uh, Jeff yeah. Conway. Like those are just regular characters. So the fact they slam them all together, <laughs> it doesn't really work yeah. in an overall sense. Even though I still think it's a entertaining show yeah. it feels very old yeah considering it's right before cheers which yeah. is essentially the beginning of the modern sitcom yeah no totally it feels more like a like a mork and mindy like yeah. just wacky characters and yeah. then you know you kind of have to set other it, i mean this is the premise of mork and mindy but smaller right you got you have to put someone right. normal and traditional and who has regular life and regular storylines that you can just write funny lines around right n- sitting next to latka and jim and you know right. like so that it's not so insane that it's hard to watch right right yeah. And I think the other real problem with Taxi, besides the fact that it kept getting canceled, is that it didn't have an overall story. Like, yeah. the characters aren't going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Besides Latka getting married, there's almost nothing that really happens on yeah. that show in, like, a sense where you'd be like, from when they start to when they end, anybody goes anywhere. Yeah. Which is kind of the point, I guess, but that is that old style of, of doing a show. Yeah. Which certainly didn't benefit Latka, I think. No. And Andy Kaufman in a lot of ways, because, you know, he wasn't very invested in the show. And yeah. he's just playing a character he'd already been playing so it didn't go anywhere so then he takes on the crazy wrestling persona yeah but the thing i I, I was trying to find but uh the thing that i found interesting about the wrestling stuff is that he was actually inducted into the wwe hall of fame he was like the third person inducted oh yeah oh that was was, yeah Yeah. and i was trying like and the person who inducted him that's what i was trying to find oh here it is he was inducted by jimmy hart Oh, oh, the he mouth was, of the South, Jimmy Hart? He was the third inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame. That's what I thought. I thought yeah. it was recent. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got that wrong. And he was inducted by Jimmy Hart. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Hart was like a... He wasn't a wrestler. He was like a man, a wrestler manager. But yeah. he was like... you know, When I was a kid, he was like... He was a big deal. Because like, he had this megaphone that had hearts all over it. <laughs> and he was just wacky. You yeah. Know? But he was on the comedy side of it. But, but yeah, no. Like he... The whole... And I think that that's... Again, that's another interesting part of the movie. The Man on the Moon movie... Not to go really too far into this either, but I think it's an interesting curiosity of a movie. It's not a great movie because you really have to believe Andy Kaufman's a genius for any of that movie to work. Yeah. And so if you don't, that movie doesn't convince you because it's just, you know, it's fun. it's got funny stuff. Yeah. But it is like, you know, it's a showbiz biopic in a lot of ways. And it has a lot of people playing themselves, oh. which can be complicated. Like yeah. the taxi people all show up as themselves in a way. Yeah. Um, Jerry Lawler plays himself. Uh, you know, David Letterman's in it playing. That's like, crazy. So, so it doesn't make for a movie that works real well because it's a little hard to separate Jim Carrey's incredible performance yeah. from this is is a movie somehow. It almost doesn't... It, it, it's yeah. jarring in a lot yeah. of ways. 
It's a Milos Forman movie. Like he directed Amadeus. Like it, <laughs> it has a lot going for it. It just yeah. somehow it doesn't quite work. Yeah. But the parts that do really work are the wrestling parts, because you have Jerry Lawler playing himself, so that does really add yeah. to it. And sort of the one-off things that he does with Bob Zamuda, where it's yeah. like you know uh, the kind of performance art stuff that they did. Yeah. But. You know, if you haven't seen it, I would say at this point, it's not a, the world's greatest movie. I think Jim Carrey's amazing, but besides that, like, it's yeah. okay. And it had that good R.E.M. song. Well, the R.E.M. song existed before. That's oh, why the movie's it? called Man on the Moon. Yeah, they named, oh. the, they named the movie after the song. But then the, <gasps> R.E.M. does another it? song for that movie called The Great Beyond or something like oh. that. Um, but yeah, that's where the, the title Wait, did come from. The R.E.M. Song. had already written a song about <laughs> Andy Kaufman? Yeah, isn't that weird? That's... I. Never in a million years would I have guessed that. Oh, yeah. I now, definitely thought The Man of the Moon song is a great that song. That was a great song. But that is a pre-existing song. That's what? That's why the movie was named that, yeah. But then, like, they got them to write another song. I guess I, maybe they thought they could win an Oscar. My mind is blown. Oh, well. <laughs> the things you've learned today. I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, so, one, the one other uh, story about Andy Kaufman bits that I did want to tell uh, that I was reading about is he did, like, a live performance once. He did. Oh, he did a live performance in in '79 mm-hmm. at Carnegie Hall, and they just like listed some of the bits in it, and I thought they were all pretty good. So he it said he invited his grandmother to watch the show from a chair that he put on the side of the stage. Do you know this bit? I think so. And he like, and at the end they, you know, ask his aunt, grandmother to stand up, and he takes off his mask, and it's Robin Williams. Oh no! It's just no. very, it's really <laughs> random. He had an, a lady pretend to die on stage and yeah. then like, dressed in, in Native American headdresses <laughs> and revived her. But my favorite is that he ended the show by taking the entire audience in 24 buses for milk and cookies. <laughs> yeah. And he invited anyone interested to meet him on the Staten Island Ferry the next morning where the show continued. <laughs> I just I just think that's such a like, like, it makes, it, it goes so much bigger than comedy, right? Right, like, yeah. I'm creating an experience and like, yeah. I just thought that was kind of, that was, I did like that. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and I think like there's anecdotes like that that are fun like yeah they're in the movie too there's a, a bit where and that, which is something allegedly he really did where he would go and do college shows yeah and he would like you know be telling stories or whatever but he did meander a bit and they would just like want him to like do latka and stuff so he just got out the great gatsby and read the entire book. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole audience left like it was yeah you know, he just he just like kept reading it and that was it and it's just like, so, you know, just in yeah. reaction, like, oh, whatever, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Whatever, I so. think the thing about Andy Kaufman and these, like, the stuff that he used to do is it works a lot better to talk about it after the fact. But can you imagine experiencing <laughs> it? That would be terrible. Right. And I think that's why I could never get behind him. Because, yeah. like, I'm, I think the stories of what he did are interesting and funny, but yeah. actually going through them must be awful. Right, right. And then the only other part of this that I really want to talk about is... Because, again, I just watched Taxi, and then I watched Man on the Moon again. Yeah. And so then I was reading little bits about it. And there is this long-running theory that Andy Kaufman didn't die. And there is some weird evidence to back this up. Now, Bob Zamuda claims he's dead. And so if Bob Zamuda says this, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. But over the years, there have been, like, people... There was, at some point, somebody at some, like, 30th anniversary thing for Andy Kaufman... His, like, brother was there or one of his family members. And somebody came up and gave them a letter and said, like, this was from Andy saying that he was alive. Like, that this was Andy's daughter who was born after he was supposed to have died. Oh. Who did it. And, like, that's probably bullshit. But it's still, like, so many people believe this. Yeah. That this is something he would have done. Yeah. That, you know, like, this actually lingers on. Like, there's no, like, people saying, oh, Elvis didn't die. Like, 
There's no reason to think that. Yeah. But Andy Cuffin, this is something Andy Cuffin would have done, totally. right? It's just by now, yeah. unless he's already died again, <laughs> that he yeah. would have come back by now, right? Yeah. But I think it's funny how much genuine belief there is yeah. in this idea. Yeah. Just because he died in such a strange way where yeah. he had cancer and didn't realize it exactly at first. And yep. then he dies relatively quickly. Yeah. Taxi goes off the air in 1982. I want to say. Okay. And he dies in 1984. Like, it's, it, you know, yeah. it moves fairly quick, so. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about this, and they were saying, like, his last appearance was, like, in March, and he died in May. Mm. Um, And that in that appearance, he, like, appeared really thin. He had, his hair was in, like, a mohawk because he had lost a bunch of hair from chemotherapy, right? Yeah. And, and the medical examiner's office or whatever released his death certificate more than once yeah. to try and be like, I don't know. But I was reading that Zamuda said that he actually was, he had said at times that he was still alive, yeah. but that it the bit would go on no longer than 30 years, which would have been 2014. Yeah. And so it, the the Wikipedia page is funny because like they said he would appear within 30 years. He has not arrived. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, I don't think he's still alive. Yeah. Like, that seems a bit of a stretch. At this point, he'd be getting up there, you know. Mm-hmm. But Bob Zamuda's still alive. I mean, you know, and I think, you know, I think it's 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 at least a possibility, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I think there's something fun about that, if nothing it's else. It's nice to think about. And, like, it, cre- it still creates sort of a weird sense of fun yeah. around kind of a sad thing. The movie, weirdly, has a little piece of this where, yeah. you know, like, the movie ends in such a way that, like, he might not have died. And that's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's the official kind of take on it. Yeah. Which is strange to put into a movie. Yeah. Um, but... But you have to think, like, if you're going to tell the Andy Kaufman story, you can't leave out the fact that, that there's all this, alive, like, right. swirling around whether or not he actually died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it's a fun story to research in that way. But yeah. I, I, I... Come so on. <laughs> what, what odds would you place on it? Oh, one in a thousand. One in a thousand. Really small. Yeah. yeah. I would say it's possible. Like, Elvis is dead. Yeah. You know, like, most, nobody fakes their death successfully, to my knowledge. No one's ever faked their death and then come back yeah. 20 years later as a famous person. Yeah. I think you could do that as if you're just, you know, years ago when there's no internet and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you could just disappear or whatever. Yeah. One in a thousand. Yeah. yeah. I would say it's very unlikely. Yeah. It just... I think it would be incredible, and I think that, that that's the thing to hang on to with it. Like, it would yeah. be so funny if it actually happened that yeah. it's the world's greatest joke ever. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what you kind of hang on to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, you Zero uh, percent. No, no chance at all. He, yeah. He's dead. I would believe. Yeah. yeah I figured that's where you would go. <laughs> um, but, coming back, the yes. idea of how shocking Andy Kaufman's death must have been. Yeah. What, and I think, you know, I think that's partly it. When, when famous people die in a real surprising way, people create yeah. these sort of things. Because they're like, how can Elvis be dead? He was right. only 40. You know, things like that. Right. I think that, you know, I don't know that you could make the case that Andy Kaufman was as famous as some of the other people we would talk about. Yeah. As popular as Taxi was, he's like the sixth yeah. star of Taxi. Like, yeah. he's not that, right? But he dies relatively young. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a lift you get. There's a better way to say this. But like there's a lift you get when you die young, right? And so I do, you'd have to wonder what his like legacy and career would have been if he hadn't died at 35, right? Right, right. Um, Which maybe lends more credence to the argument that he faked his own death. Because like if he was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing Latka forever and screw that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, and that I think is that there's something to the idea of like what was he going to do next? And I don't know how much... He really, I think he got a little burned out yeah. doing Taxi. And then, you know, the wrestling things, again, just seemed kind of like fun. It didn't yeah. seem like anything else. So maybe he really did just want to go and live a normal life. Yeah. Which has always been the, like, if he's alive, that's why this happened. Yeah. Right? But outside of that, I think 
you know, like we were saying, it's it's sort of unfathomable at this point that someone from Friends died yeah. just because it's so close to yeah. us and like age wise and everything that like yep. it just seems too recent. And so we were talking about this a little bit last night and trying to think like who are comparable people. Yeah. And I think it's I mean this is a personal thing. This is a you and me thing. Yeah. So it's it is like because it's a show we watched a yeah. lot and you know this and that. If if somebody from Roseanne died, I wouldn't care because I don't I didn't watch yeah. it. Like it wouldn't mean anything to me. Yeah. You know. Um, but if it's a show, you watch a ton. Yeah. And then how many people are really like that? Yeah. And the shows we named are kind of the shows I watched a lot was Cheers yeah. and Seinfeld and yeah. things like that. It's like and, Kramer. Like if Kramer right, had just Kramer died. Kramer just died, it'd be yeah. like, what? Like yeah. even now after all this time, it would still be kind of a shock. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem that long ago. You right. Know? When the whole cast of Mary Tyler Moore died within three years of each other, it was yeah. like, well, sure, they're all old. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're all know. in their 90s. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I think that's why this is so... I think the way we, I, I put it earlier, I think that makes sense, is that this was a shocking death, but not a surprising death. Yeah. And I think that's why... That's kind of why I wanted to do this episode, because right. this is a sad event, but at the same time, it's not like he got hit by a bus. It's yeah. not like, you know, that it's just completely out of the blue. Yeah. You know, it, he, he did have a rough run in, sure. in recent years, so... Um, so, you know, so, but you were the one, I think, who's really experiencing this more than me. Because I've watched a lot of Friends, but yeah. I didn't watch Friends when it was first Oh, my time. God. Like, I was, I was so into Friends starting in season one, right? Like, I had the CDs, I had the watch, I had the posters, I had two friends, and we all had nicknames, and one of us was Rachel, and one of us was Phoebe. Like, it was a whole thing. You were Gunther. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, asshole. <laughs> no, I was Rachel, I think. Oh. We, pick, we picked who we sure, wanted to yeah. be, and Rachel was my favorite at the time. So, sure. anyway, yeah, I mean, I was very, very into it. You know, like, it was on for 10 years, so yeah, by yeah. the end I was what? But I still watched it pretty steadily, pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, I remember I moved, when I moved to Chicago, you, like, we were doing long distance, you, drove, you came here, you dropped me off, and then I had, like... 24 hours where I just set up my apartment and I just let friends run. I had the disc. I just let it run. And it yeah. was like comforting to me. Like first time in a new city and like, and there've been times I've come back to it. Like I'll put it in before we were watching it all the time. Like you get a disc out and you watch it just cause it's comforting and it's familiar and you know, all the episodes and you know, the characters, like there is something about like, it was on for so long. It was so popular and it never really went away mm. that like, you feel like you know these people. You feel like they're your friends. And that's what I kept seeing people. I mean, obviously, I know they're not. I'm, I am I understand reality. But, like, I, you know, you're just so connected to the characters. And so this one was tough. Like, yeah. this was... And I'm not one who gets all, like, little celebrities and, like, you know, whatever when they die. It's sad, whatever. But, you know, I don't know these people. But this one was, like, really felt sadder than, yeah. I think, most of the other celebrity deaths we've experienced. Yeah. And, I mean, part of that, for sure, is... Is Matthew Perry himself and, mm -hmm. like, outside of the show and what, yeah. like, he went through in recent years uh, with just addictions and this and that. Yeah. And, like, last year, his book only came out last year. And that was kind of like you would hear all of this stuff. Yeah. All of it, like, I, you know, I didn't really pay attention to this before. I knew he, you, know, you watch Friends, he, he dramatically changes the way he looks from year to year almost. Yeah. But, you know, I knew he had some issues, but yeah. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was yeah. until that book came out. Which right. I didn't read, but, like, you saw a lot about him from press tours and stuff. Yeah. But even after Friends, like, he was on that show Studio 60 that you and yeah. I watched I like that, that I really liked. Yeah. And, and then he sort of, like... He still works. He, yeah. yeah. He, but, like, not anything big. But then he was on that Odd Couple show not that long yeah. ago. And you could tell, like, he was not Matthew Perry as you remembered no. him, right? No. Like, it, 
had it just wasn't sharp. taken a toll. Yeah. And then when they did that reunion and he seemed so messed up that they came out and said like he had had dental surgery that day or something. Yeah. Because he was, he seemed off. Like he just seemed off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the interviews and stuff he did as part of the book tour, like he seemed old and like someone who had been through it, but not as not maybe. Not weathered. Yeah, yeah. In the same way. Or or like, oh my God, this guy's in danger. Right. In a way that right. maybe he did in other, at other times. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. So from doing the death pool as long as I have, like I have a kind of a, a relationship, I think, with this field, this topic, yeah. as far as how exactly to talk about it that I like to talk about or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I don't usually get into too much about how people died or things like that. Yeah. The thing with this is that as of right now, by the time this episode comes out, I don't know. Yeah. But as of right now, they're just saying he drowned. Yeah. Which is a weird way for a person to die in a hot tub. Yep. Um, so like, the speculation is that he had a heart attack or something like yeah. that. Because again, you put your body through so much. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to change. Yeah. But, you know, but I think that that's kind of the sadder part of it for me is this idea that like he seemed like, at least from when the book was coming out, yeah. that he had gotten kind of clean and he felt good, you yeah. know, and like that he was trying to help people by writing the book, right. which is an admirable thing. Yeah, you know? totally. And so that's like, kind of sad is that he didn't have a whole lot of time after yeah. getting clean, really. So right. so that's kind of the shame. And and the fact that just, you know, yeah. again, he's such a he's such a known yeah. character. Yeah. Um, and, and yet his personal life, I don't know anything about him. No. Nope. That, you know, it is kind of interesting yeah. to have somebody like that who you only really think yeah. of as that character. And the thing that I think is, is so interesting about him and the character and, like, why we know him and maybe why this feels so so tragic maybe why it feels so tragic is the right way to talk about it but like Chandler was so unique right like he has this style and this delivery and this right where you can say like a line and everyone knows that's a Chandler line right which I think a lot of characters don't really have in a way that it doesn't make you latka, right? right? Like right. he just had this unique style that just worked in the context of the show and was so funny yeah. that I think I wonder if that like made other roles harder for him. Right. But but you know that character was so good, like it was yeah. clearly the funniest character on the show, like just so good yeah. that it's you know it's disappointing when someone is really clearly talented and you know things don't go well. Yeah, yeah, and had such a rough run of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, we were as we were talking about it, I couldn't really think of. The only thing I could think of that was comparable for me was when James Gandolfini died. Yeah. Because I watched The Sopranos so much when I was like, when it was on, when I was in college. Yeah. And so, and he dies in this shocking, you know, just yeah. all of a sudden died kind of way that that was like actually like, yep. a hard, like again, celebrity deaths don't really bother me in this way because, you know, I guess the death pool, but it's just kind of like, you don't know them and it's, it's, there's a distance yeah. to it. Like you can feel sad, but it's sure. not like impactful. Yeah. And so I think when Gandolfini died, that was like a real thing yeah. for me because I was like, you know, I watched that show with my dad, and like, yeah. you know, I watched. I, I brought the show to people, be like, "Oh, you should watch this," and stuff. Yeah. And that was like a big thing for me. Yeah. And and it was sort of the same thing. At that point, nobody from that show had died. They were all, yeah. you know, they like they were older people, but they weren't, you know, yeah. elderly people. So, right. but I but I couldn't really think of another really good example of this. No. Like there's young. There's you know, musicians who die or, or things like yeah. that. But I think just because TV is so much content and yeah. it's so. It takes up so much of your time that then you do have a different sort of yeah. bond with TV characters, yeah. even if you know it's not an actor type yeah. thing. And I can't think of another great example of this. I like, think one of the first things I said to you when we found out last night was, "Do you know how many hours of my life I have spent staring at Matthew Perry's face? Yeah, like yeah. just so much time I have spent watching Friends over the course of my life. Yeah. Like, uh, and I honestly don't think there's another show that I could really say that about. There, right. there are a couple others might get close, but like." 
it's just it was always everywhere yeah. and there's so much of it and he's in all of it that like yeah. I, I don't even know what that number would be if just you know yeah. so much time yeah and I mean different people would have different experiences you know like I would say you know because you, you think of how popular some shows have gotten well after the fact because of streaming yeah. like The Office or yeah. apparently Suits but like you know <laughs> so that like you know if then years from now you'd be like oh my god like you know somebody from The Office died and people would be like oh yeah. I, I watched that show so much it's yeah. sort of the same kind of thing yeah. it's just we're in this interesting period right now yeah. where Friends has somehow become so popular again yeah. but I guess kind of just kept growing I don't know yeah. if it ever tailed off to your point it's always on yeah but then in recent years with the streaming how popular it got again when we were in la last month oh yeah um we went to the warner brothers studio thing and so much of it is dedicated to friends a show that ended 20 years ago that it's amazing like you know you would think they don't have anything now like it's just all this like there's a whole friends wing essentially of that of that there's a cafe and like a whole store that's just friends yeah like we took pictures out in front of the fountain yeah from the opening credits there's so much there that's dedicated to it. there's two different places where you take friends themed pictures yeah because you do it inside on the couch and then you do it outside on the on a different couch in front of the fountain it's crazy yeah yeah it's really it's really yeah and i think it speaks to just like how and the show the thing with the show is it's just really accessible comedy right you can drop it at any time you know the episode's gonna be funny you know you're gonna enjoy it right like and I think because not to say like season 10 was as good as season 3 like it certainly wasn't but still a season 10 episode is totally watchable right like it's still very enjoyable and I think that's the thing with Friends is that I I wouldn't say it's aging great I think it has some issues and you know I, I don't think anybody would ever confuse Friends as being the greatest sitcom of all time. No. But it is a very consistent show. Yeah. In, in ways that most sitcoms aren't. And I think that is that kind of thing where it can you can it's enjoyable no matter what and you can just kind of live in it. Yeah. And it it's doesn't it doesn't have a jarring weird office season 9, you yeah. know, so, the end of Seinfeld was crazy. Like things that yeah. things get so carried away. Yeah. It has more of a cheers quality where it really yeah. doesn't drop off. And I actually think cheers to some extent, but Seinfeld is probably a closer comparison cuz the main cast stayed. Like right. that's the thing with the office is like when, you know, it, Michael Scott left and like as people started to move around and they had different ro- right? right like it keeps the show a little bit fresher but it's also not as good like why is Kathy Bates here why, why is <laughs> right. Will Ferrell here what yeah. are we talking about the end right? of The Office is right. wacky yeah. and I like The Office a lot but yeah. like because everyone stayed intact yeah. I think you know you that's why a season 10 episode feels a lot like a season 1 episode yeah, yeah. it's still these 6 people like yeah. doing things as these 6 people yeah. And I think for us, the 90s shows have more of a timelessness. That's why I don't know that this yeah. will hold up for other people. If you didn't grow up then, I don't for know sure. that it would be that way. But yeah. but Frasier, Friends, yep. Seinfeld. Because, again, the casts all stay together. And the shows weirdly have... They don't feel that old. Yeah. And they don't look that old. Yeah. You know, like Cheers, I think as, as great as Cheers is, Cheers feels like an 80s show. Like it's oh, a totally. very old show now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that... It's hard to get around something like that. Anything before that, for to be sure. Yeah. But once you get into more of a digital broadcast system type yeah. universe, the shows just look better, and so they don't have the same sort of aging to them. Yeah. But but yeah, like I I think I think Friends is is interesting that way. Again, I didn't watch it when it was first on, so I only came to it later, only because of you mostly yeah. and. I always thought it was like a girl show that yeah. was just you know, but like it is you know it is it's it's a consistently entertaining show. Yeah, 
but without Chandler, I don't know how that show would have even no, worked. Like, no. you know, because he's so, he does yeah. bring such an interesting energy to it. Yeah, that's and like you, because you can find characters that are similar to Joey. Yeah, you know, you can find characters that are similar to Ross. You know, yeah. the kind of romantic lead. Yeah, but there's nothing kind of like Chandler. Right, so it right. Is, uh, it is a different. thing. Yeah, without Chandler and without Phoebe. Right, you, right. My favorite a... friends character has always been Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mine's Chandler. Like, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's... I think we might have talked about this, because in season one, we did, in the Blackout episode, we did talk about Friends. Yeah. So I feel like we probably covered some of this. I wonder if we have to go back and see. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure sure you've always said that. Yeah. yeah. When it started, it was Rachel. Yeah. Like, because I just wanted to be Rachel. But, like, when it, you know, now I'd probably say Chandler. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, otherwise, like, I couldn't think of another real neat comparison for a show, for an actor, like... Like dying at the height of kind of yeah. a fame of a show, even though again Friends was on a long time ago. Yeah, I can't think of that. Like there are a lot of actors who died while shows were going. Yeah, but I don't think it's quite the same thing. You know, like Coach dying on Cheers. I, I don't think is quite the same. No, you know. Uh, weirdly, in 1984, I, I don't know that we'll ever be able to do an episode on this, but Leonard Pierce died on Only Fools and Horses. Oh. Where he played Granddad. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a British show, so most people aren't have any familiarity with it. But yep. that is, like, a big change in that show. Yeah. But it's not the same thing when, like, old people die or whatever, however yeah. this works. This feels weirdly unique. When I thought, when it comes to, like... Celebrity deaths. There's almost nothing left to do. Like yeah. everything you can imagine has happened, and yeah. I, I just can't think of a person that I would point to and be like, "This is this reminds me a lot of that." Yeah, you know, even James Gandolfini for me personally, yeah. I don't think is quite the same thing. As popular no. as The Sopranos was, it's just like, The Sopranos isn't on all the yeah. time. Like it's not it's not a show that I think is just airing around the clocks yeah. somewhere in the world. Yeah. Because even with the like sort of underlying narrative that exists in some circles today, that Friends is problematic and has issues and all of that is probably true like still so many people in the world just like love these characters and I think that's part of what makes this feel you know sadder or more tragic or you know just yeah. more of a gut punch than other celebrity deaths because you're like oh, I know that guy yeah, like, yeah. that's horrible like yeah. you know it's a shock it's a shock yeah yeah uh so how do you feel about this episode <laughs> I'm sad now yeah. I mean I was sad before no, yeah, I, was sad. I, know. I, yeah. I I thought that I think it's still an interesting conversation to have like yeah. I think that you know while it's again not a neat one-to-one comparison I, I did kind of want to talk about Andy Kaufman at some point yeah and I think that this is a decent avenue to do it as opposed to just roll it into the in memoriam. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say because he died when I was so young, 84, that, yeah. I, you know, I don't have a, a memory of what that must have been like. And yeah. I, so I can understand where people were just like, yeah, he probably didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of the tweets that I was reading about this, about Matthew Perry, <clears throat> we're talking about how relatable Chandler is. And I hmm. think that's something Andy Kaufman and Latka didn't have, no, obviously. No. But, yeah. like, there's something to, like, He was able to play a character who used humor to cover pain in this really, like, in this way that didn't make you feel terrible, but made you feel like that's okay. And, like, that's how you do that. And that people in the world exist that do that. And he had this, like, Chandler ended up being so kind of, I don't know if complex is quite the right word, but all the stuff with his parents and, like, all you know, and he's just so like blatant about the fact that I use humor when I'm uncomfortable and I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable and insecure and right. And so that I think is part of what makes people feel like they knew him and related to him. And I don't think that's something that you can compare to Andy Kaufman. And I do think that changes the reaction to, you know, an early death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think these are, that similar except in the very basic sense yeah. that they were tv stars yeah they were on a sitcom and, and they, then died they died relatively yeah. young yeah 
So, you know, I, I just, I, I, I felt like this was a thing to talk about yeah. that was, you know, not the Speaker of the House. Like, we're not talking about <laughs> politics in the modern day, yeah. which I think is tough for people to kind of latch on to. So, yeah. um, do, do we want to hit other sitcom characters? Do you want to talk about where you were when you found out Burt Buckman died? <laughs> you mean Pete from uh, from <laughs> Muppet's Take Manhattan? Yeah. I mean, again, like older people yeah. or like other characters, yeah. you know, like uh, Stanford Blatch died. That oh, was sad. That Gunther was sad. died. Gunther died. Some that years was ago. Sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but these are, you know, Kirstie Alley died yeah. last year. Yeah. But like even that, because again, she's from the other part of Cheers, yeah. the later part of Cheers. Yeah. And she's got so much around her with like the Scientology and like maybe that's why she died in some yeah. ways. That's not great. Yeah. But I think reputation wise she had kind of yep. dropped off and like she's not from anyone's favorite time on Cheers. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that just, you know, I like, I like, I think Rebecca yeah. House hilarious, but you yeah. know, I, I, it's just not quite the same thing. Yeah. But she's still the only main character since Coach that's died on that's Cheers. That's crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Con- considering again, Bull Shannon died on Friday and now there are literally two main characters left that's from my crazy. court. It's insane. Considering... Who is it? Larroquette? So it's John Larroquette and Marsha Warfield. That's yeah. It. But everybody else, which is insane. That's insane. It's a relatively young group. Yeah. So every, every once in a while, I'll text. we were texting, me and John and Dave were texting about this, and Dave would also mention apparently Babylon 5 has had a ton of people. Oh. Young, relatively young people. It's strange. That's like, weird. What, you know, we were saying, I don't know if it was... It was <laughs> what was on that set? Yeah, it was just cursed. Yeah. So... Uh, well, that's it. I don't think we're going to sing to go out. That, no, seems, that doesn't seem right. No, yeah. no. Um, but I appreciate you doing this episode. Yeah, it was weird. Listeners, let us know what you thought. Was this one too weird? Is this too weird? Did we go down too far down the road? Do you actually like Andy Kaufman? <laughs> I like Andy Kaufman. I just don't, I don't think he was a genius. Yeah. Uh, so weigh in. Also, uh, was there a celebrity TV death that was that so impactful yeah. in that way? I tell mean, us what meant something to you, listeners. Tell, tell us what means anything to you. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about things in general. Say anything to us. Just yeah. talk to us. We have a, uh, it's, it happened one year at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, I think we still have that Twitter account, but i got to be honest, I don't really use it a whole hell of a lot anymore. Yeah. Uh, it happened one year with the number one. <laughs> uh, and we have an Instagram. We do. Just write to us anywhere. Anywhere. Call me on the phone. <laughs> Just send a telegram. Joe's number is, oh. No, no, no let's not do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here. Oh, I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This has been Ahoy, or It Happened One Year. Please do us a favor and give us a rating wherever you can, but not on Hot or Not. We're not there. Hold on, don't go. I've scared you. I've said too much. I'm hopeless and awkward and desperate for love. <laughs> Janice, there you are. There you are. I had to have one last kiss, and, and also, also, you said you were going to leave right after I got on the plane. No, no. I, I want to see you take off. Well, then I guess I'm going to Yemen. I'm going to Yemen. When we get to Yemen, can I stay with you? Every week, the TV guide comes to Chandler and Joey's apartment. What name appears on the address label? I'm afraid the TV guide comes to Chenandler Bar. Actually, it's Miss Chenandler Bar. So, is she gonna take the test? No, she doesn't have to. I found out who the father is. Oh, God. It's Shovely Joe, isn't it? No, it's not. How do you know? 
Well, it turns out that Erica didn't pay much attention in sex ed class, because the thing she did with that prison guy would be pretty hard to make a baby that way. Oh, God, what was it? The thing we hardly ever do or the thing we never do? <laughs> the thing we never do. Shubbly Joe.